Welcome to Karma San Diego Podcast, where we talk all things San Diego awareness, activism, and ourselves. <laughs> My name is Kelly, and I'm Adriana, and we want to give you a warm welcome to our show. Sit back, relax, and grab yourself a creature comfort, and we'll do the same. Kelly, I'm going to cut to the chase. What's up? Um, you know how you called me out for hating baby corns? <laughs> the first thing that came out of my mouth last episode. I'm going to call you out for loving the band Corn. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Your typo this morning. She's She called Corn the Quran, and it worked for me. <laughs> so Corn is your Quran. <laughs> That's right. Some people say, like, love is my religion. I say corn is my Quran. Honestly, corn <laughs> is your religion. I love corn. I know you do. It's a guilt, what we call guilty pleasure. To be honest with you, it's kind of like that Disturbed song, you know, the... <laughs> <laughs> also, this Red Bull that we're chugging as our creature comfort. Yeah, you might be wondering why I have sweat dripping down to my elbows. <laughs> it's because we cracked open a Red Bull for the first time since 2009. I know. For a very special episode today. Yeah, we're going to need all the energy in the world. (laughs) This is so exciting. It really is. What's up, doggy? You know, not much. I do have a... I don't know if you've seen this yet. Hold on, please let me take a sip of my... Martinelli's. Woo! (laughs) So, uh, I don't know if you've seen in our DMs recently... I actually didn't. I blissfully was ignorant to this DM. Well, if any of you remember Kelly's love for feet, some of you have reached out and have told us that you want to be our foot slave. What is a foot slave? You know, I haven't opened the message because I'm a little concerned. I'm really scared. But if they're willing to be our assistant and or (laughs) potential intern, I'm into it. We've got a lot of problems with the word foot slave. Yeah, it's literally their Instagram handle. Oh, no. But I haven't opened the actual message because it makes me nervous. We should probably report this guy. (laughs) I think so. Oh, geez. So, yeah, we have a foot slave on our hands. We get, I get foot creep messages all the time on my Poshmark. People are like, can you model this flip flop? And it's like, (laughs) no. It's a size four. I can't. Fucking flip flop. (laughs) You don't know what that's going to look like? They want to know if it adds height. They just want to see your whole naked ass foot. They don't ask to see your foot in a boot. They don't ask for pictures of you wearing a, a booty or a wedge looking like a goat. God bless. <laughs> Speaking of feet fetishes, foot fetishes, um, we all know I'm going to talk about my favorite podcast, Whitney Cummings Podcast. So <laughs> it, It's actually a segment now on our show. It truly is, where I just like refer back to her. Um, one day she'll call me. <clears throat> but um, she mentioned, I swear we're like very like in line with what, we talk about us and her she was talking about how some people have a foot fetish because as a baby you see your mom walking around barefoot and like you're at the ground where the feet are so it like develops this fetish sometimes 
What? I know. That's a fucking reach for me. I'm, it I is for know. me too, but apparently it's a thing. Nay, nay. Moving on to great housekeeping. Right, well, <laughs> talk to me. Tell me. Uh, well, um, remember last week when I thought I was right, but I wasn't really sure. And I just was very, very <laughs> unsure of everything around I, me. I shocked our audience of two <laughs> by letting the people know that the state bird is the California quail. And she was correct. It is the quail. It's a friggin' quail. Thank you for that. And without further ado, we have a special guest. <laughs> it's the California quail. <laughs> I would like to introduce a very grounded being. A recently 30-year-old Capricorn bearded wonder. <laughs> without further ado, Josh. What's Howdy. Up? What's what? going on? What's up, Josh? How you guys doing? Good. Ready to get high? <clears throat> Hell yeah! Yeah, we're gonna smoke up some stuff. What do you want to? <laughs> what do you want to smoke first? Would you like some peanut butter that I don't know anything about, or I do would, you want? I would love that. Let's because do it. The exoskeleton of my <laughs> joints makes me worried about my roll-up situation. <laughs> that one was for the homies. <laughs> it was a pra- There's two, practice. There's two actually. Run. So there was a homie one, and then the spider. Yes. Released his. Body from the other one. Off he goes. (laughs) On this podcast, we normalize cannabis by having guests that are canna positive, whether they smoke it, normalize it, or just give you a thumbs up of approval Mm -hmm. and don't partake. And Josh will be joining us today. What are you smoking? What you doing? I'm smoking that uh, double dream. Ooh. Is that an indica or a sativa? I think it's a sativa. Mm. Pretty sure. I like any sort of dreamy yeah, um, style flower. I just feel like it just gives good energy. I, I did a little research on it. It's a it's a mix between Blue Dream Ooh. and Dream Star. Oh, maybe? Dream something. Ooh. There's there's a lot of dreams going on. It's real dreamy. <laughs> Which is funny because when I smoke weed, I don't really dream. I can feel that. If I don't smoke before I go to bed, I'm definitely dreaming. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just like out like a light and I don't, there's nary a dream to wake up from. <laughs> you know what I mean? Josh is the kind of guy that researches the weed before he picks it. And I'm like, ooh, peanut butter. I just like the title. <laughs> Same. <laughs> you got the, that's the the peanut butter souffle. I did get us peanut butter souffle. That dessert. If it has a dessert name. I mean, how can you resist? I'm fucking ordering it. Every time. <laughs> you and Justin, I'm pointing to Josh. Uh, Josh and Justin are very similar in their uh, flower purchasing. They definitely do their research. They, like, look into things, and Kelly and I are very like, ooh, this sounds pretty. <laughs> the packaging and the name is everything Oh, yeah. Me. It's it's it. I, I'll have to agree with you on that, too, like... It's hard not to uh, want to smoke something when it's got a great name. I know, right? It really doesn't even matter what it tastes like. or It's just, it's just kind of <laughs> catchy and clever. When Josh and I were up in Portland, we went to a dispensary and they had a weed member. It was called like Sexy Blonde or like Dirty Blonde. or It had the word blonde in it. So I was hooked. I was like, I have to buy this. And it was actually amazing. <laughs> it was so good. But you just hit me with a sexy name. I'm here. That's all, all you that need. Marketing. Yep. It's the marketing. It's the marketing. <laughs> the marketing. So without further ado. Oh, let me get going. Light them up. Do you have a lighter, Josh? Oh, yeah. Get you on? We, got, we got all the lighters. Mm. 
Red Bull and weed? Wow. You got to blow it into the mic. That's real <laughs> nice. Wow. So I got to tell you something, Josh. You're our very first guest who knows both of us. Wow. I know. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. In the past, we've had amazing guests that Adriana introduced me to. <laughs> pretty much. Well, that's pretty special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks so, for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. And it's awesome because we have known you for a very long time. I know. I was like, just thinking about that. Almost 20 years. Our first question is, Josh, how do you know us? <laughs> Who? Well, let's, Should we tell them? Let's, let's tell the people. <laughs> tell the people. Let's, let's take us back in time a little bit. 2005. The great year of 2005. Wow. We all happened to start high school that year. Wild. I got diabetes, too. <laughs> oh, my God. It was a good year. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we all know each other from high school. And it's easier to tell people. I know you guys have explained this before. But it's easier to just say we went to high school together. I know. <laughs> but if it you really want to break it down. You guys went to the all-lady all school, and I went to the all-boys Catholic high school. And that's how we know each other. So yeah. we do say we go to high school with each other, but we didn't with the boys. Yeah, we just were brother-sister we school. So we did stuff together, dances, football games, <clears throat> stuff together. Parties. 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 <laughs> Definitely parties. Themed parties. Oh, boy. Remember those themed parties? Hit you with a letter. Hit you under the sea. Barbie. The Barbie party? Uh, <laughs> I can't. What Barbie were you? I think like 80s. I think I was wearing like a tie-dye t-shirt. I was secretary Barbie. Wow. What I was, were you? I was stoner Barbie. <laughs> you would be stoner Barbie. <laughs> I pretty, love it. Pretty sure I got like some, uh, some like marijuana leaf sunglasses from uh nick jimenez oh my god and that was my that was pretty much the extent of my costume (laughs) i love it what a gift (laughs) um also josh is my husband (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) there's that too fyi (laughs) we're married (laughs) we forget to mention these things spoiler they get through the whole episode they're like they're fucking married we never said Anything? We hadn't we hadn't gone that far in time yet. We were still in 2005. Oh, yeah, you guys haven't gotten married yet. <laughs> so fast forward from 2005 to 2014. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we're married. <laughs> nice. I love it. Um, Josh, I know this is down the line of questions, but probably one of my favorite memories of you is you and your band performed at my birthday party oh yeah at my house and i felt so cool because i was like (laughs) my friend's band's gonna be playing at my house my parents were like i'm sorry there's gonna be a band here and i'm like yeah it's gonna be awesome and they're just like so italian and like so not for it and i'm like it's gonna be dope and they're like i don't know (laughs) and josh is like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Kinda. No, not not at that point. We were, uh, I think we were doing mostly like Cover. covers. I think so. It yeah, was the the high school cover band. Mm-hmm. It was it was all the rave back then. Dude, covers are really important. People get a bad rap for cover bands, but when you hear someone do a fantastic cover, you're like, oh fuck. 
That's really good. (laughs) Justin told me yesterday, actually, that Limp Biscuit became famous off of a cover song. Oh no way! And I, I will. They became famous. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) apparently back in '97. Um, I will great housekeeping that for next week, but I can't remember what the song was. But he played it for me the other day, and I was like, I know this song, but it's not by them. This is definitely a cover, and he said. Yeah, this is definitely the song that like made them famous, and then they started doing all their crazy fuck shit music, no- nookie cookie songs. Exactly. Oh, I'd smoke a nookie cookie, <laughs> you know. That's I'm, a good weed name. Yeah, Limp Bizkit didn't uh, they didn't last too long. Mm-mm. I mean, who likes a Limp Bizkit? <laughs> no Limp Bizkit lasts long. You put it in the trash. <laughs> you give it to your dog. This is true. You Just throw it out. Goes in a receptacle. <laughs> Such a good word. It goes in a tan receptacle. I like receptacle. That's a, that is a nice word. It's a good one. Rolls off the tongue. Receptacle. Are you ready for your next question? I'm so ready. We're kind of jumping into 2000 teens for this question. Okay. But um, what got you into like horticultural life? Like what made you get into plants and things like that? Because I know that that is something you are very avid about and are passionate about and I admire that because you're my plant guy (laughs) and I go to you for all my questions. The go-to plant Mm -hmm. Well, um, I feel like it's like shortly after I got out of the army, um, I think at first it was my, probably my, my older cousin who got me into it a lot and then, um, getting into like growing weed actually That's um, cool. and so it kind of got me hooked because obviously I loved weed and I was like oh you can grow it yourself wow this is amazing you know and so I kind of just like began my appreciation for plants through weed actually that's really cool and then it kind of just evolved from there and I was like well if you could do it with this you can do it with food and like just I don't know the whole concept of like growing your own food and like um just really appealed to me so I like that that's really special too and I hope that that's something we all kind of strive for that kind of lifestyle is to be able to grow our own food and live off of our own land and things like that Josh is a total mountain man, and I often am corrected and correcting myself because I'll always say we're native San Diegans. Kind of like when we say we went to high school with each other. It's just easier. But actually, Josh, where were you born? Where are you from? So originally, I was born in Auburn, California. Where's Auburn? Um, So that's like northern California between Sacramento and Lake Tahoe. Oh, okay. Um, Oh, you are a mountain man. So, yeah, kind of like, it's like kind of right in the beginning of like the foothills of the Sierra Nevadas. Oh, wow. Um, So, yeah, and I've basically my mom's whole side of the family uh, was living up there. And, um, yeah, so I was born there um, and then moved to San Diego when I was like two. But oh, okay. My, but my family was always living there. So, so you guys went up there a lot? Yeah, mm-hmm. like a couple times a year. We'd cool. go up and visit the grand grandparents and stuff. And um, yeah, so I always had like definitely like a draw to the mountains. Like that's, I don't know. I feel like that's where my my roots are. Yeah, your soul <laughs> so <to speak>. belongs <laughs> there. The way that Adriana comes alive at the beach is the way that Josh comes alive 
in the mountains is the way that I come alive in the desert. It's really cool. That's really cool that we each have our own uh, pieces of nature yeah. that yeah. spark us joy. And they all bring all of us joy. Like we're, yes. all, we're all having a good time at totally. the beach, at the desert, mm -hmm. in the mountains. Yeah. But there's... There's something, there's a special place. Yeah. When everything feels right for just a moment, and you're just like, oh, fuck, it's beautiful. <laughs> nice. <-a. laughs> nice. <-a. laughs> um, Josh, do you have a memory of us? It could be separate. It could be together. Like, mm. Do you have anything that like yeah. resonates in your brain? Oh I God. know these are all questions you've never heard before, <laughs> so we're putting you on the spot. I know. You can always come back to this one and let it Like any memory simmer. of age, like when you think of Adriana, like what's something funny that sticks out, or just a story in your mind, or with me. I know that's tough, though, with me, because... <laughs> well, it's funny, I, I mean, there's so many memories now. I mean, we have, what, like... 15 years of memories mm -hmm. <laughs> together pretty much so it's hard to like Pinpoint. just there, there's not just one when they naturally so many surface, good ones. <laughs> okay. please share well the first one that i actually thought of before you had mentioned it adriana oh was the party at your house <laughs> <laughs> and the, so the pool party yeah um you just posted a picture of that pool. i literally oh, just really? posted a picture of that pool because a girl that went to my middle school her well you know her older brother but um she posted a picture of like my my parents used to throw like um end of the year parties and oh, like okay. invite everybody from my school oh, yeah. to the house to like fucking jump in the pool <laughs> so um there was just like everybody was there and she posted this picture and i was like oh my god i haven't i forgot what that house looked like because i haven't lived there in 11 years oh dang yeah <clears throat> it was a good house i know <laughs> it was we fun. had a lot of fun yeah that's so funny that you said that. I'm sure. I'm sure more will will flood into flood back to me. They'll make their way as we go on to the surface. But what was the memory at the pool? That was oh, it was just like the party. Oh, okay, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, it wasn't like <laughs> there wasn't any like. It was just like a good time. Yeah. I just yeah, that's like a very memorable time <laughs> yeah. in my life. If there was nothing like very specific that happened, it was just, just like remember the party. Yeah, it was just like. That was a really cool house. You know what's crazy it was is fun. Josh has been in all of my like best friend's pools and I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> You've so been in Molly's pool. I swear Lid has a pool. Lid I'm does just have a pool. Never been in I Josh hasn't been in that one, but <laughs> I swear Josh will have all these um, it's cool to have memories with separate people and then when you all join together you share this woven web of mm -hmm. wonder. True. Yeah. True. I've realized now that because you are part of a little bit a part of the music community that now that I'm dating Justin, you guys have similar friends as well right. that you probably I would have never put two and two together, even though Justin's from like a completely different part of town. He went to a public school like totally. I just met him like four ish years ago, like. And you guys, like, know somebody who was, like, in your band. Oh, um, no you guys know Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you guys have, like, that thing that, like, holds you two together. And it's very, it's just wild. I think San Diego's, like, the yeah, smallest, I was just gonna smallest say. big town that's, of all time. Yeah, that's it the, really it's the, the San Diego vortex. Mm -hmm. It's, like, so big and there's so many people here, yet there's so many, like, small world connections like Every all day. the time. <laughs> I was mm -hmm. just talking about this like yeah. uh last week with the the guy I'm working for. Um he uh 
like it's the same thing. It's just like, oh, you know this person? Oh, you know that person? Like, yeah, he was like working a landscaping job and an old coworker lived was standing across the street. It was like the neighbor. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I think, hi. <laughs> do you think it's because like living here, you kind of have to be a hustler. You have to have, you have to be like kind of multifaceted and you have to have more than one source of income. So I feel like you meet people in all the different like avenues of life. Like I've had a few different bar jobs. So I've worked in two different bars at the same time. So you meet several different groups of people because of that. And it kind of like totally grows your web together. And then, you know, the, the work industry that you're in, like with um, like landscaping and plants and like all the different businesses you've worked for kind of like weaves that little industry web together as well. Yeah, this for sure. This is a stoner thought, but I think it's also because we're a commuter city. So totally. we all drive to job destinations. So you meet people you normally wouldn't versus if you were taking a subway or public transportation or worked walking distance to town. or So true. Whoa. Yeah. That's so true. And I was going to say too, like with the, like going to... Catholic school. Yes. Also, I feel that's like that. A, we just for, all know each other. That's a us. whole community <laughs> yeah. for sure. Well, and the, yeah, because like everyone's, you know, in like grade school, middle school, whatever, like everyone's spread out all, all over San Diego in yep. these different neighborhoods. But then you go to the Catholic high school and then all those communities are converging into a new community. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it kind of just expands from there. Yep. And, um, and then just knowing, you know, then you, then each of those schools know people from like, you know, who ended up going to public schools. Yep. So then you even, you know, know more people. So my street that I lived on at that house, my next door neighbor went to cathedral. My next door neighbor after that went to saints. So he was in your grade. The kids across the street went to cathedral and then the girls, this is all on the same street. We were all like four houses from each other. And then the girls like, across the street off to the corner went to OLP. So everybody, we all went to school kind of together, but didn't. But we all lived on the same street. So we were all in close proximity to each other. What a fucking racket. (laughs) I lived near no one. (laughs) (laughs) I just gotta throw that out there. That's so funny. I didn't live near anybody when I went to my, my grade school, though. I didn't live by anybody at all because my grade school was like 20 miles from my house and there was a Catholic school right by us. And so all of those kids went there instead. My cheek just got wet. Did you just get rained on or did I I gleek? I I think you and I would both know if you spit on me. No, I've been sitting here. Okay, I've been watching a lot of paranormal stuff right now. Uh. I've been watching a lot of... of, um, What's it called? That death show. Surviving death. I've been watching. You got to watch it. It talks all about mediumship and death. So obviously some some extraterrestrial just rained down on me. It felt like a drop that fell on my cheek just now. I'm definitely sitting in the middle of like a room (laughs) just for context. It is real blustery outside. I was going to say today's the spookiest day of the year for sure. It's feeling like Halloween right now. I know. (laughs) I do feel that Josh and I also connected and know each other through like spiritual and paranormal activity. Oh, yes. So that like linked us together. So it's been kind of cool. Aliens. (laughs) Spooky dookie. Hey, age has all the questions. I feel feel like I I should pick one. I should. Well, actually, I know what I wanted to ask you. 
It is. That's the one I wanted to wow. ask. Wow. You just, you just knew. How do you take your coffee? Oh, as I'm about to take a sip of it. Yeah. Um, my coffee uh, has like changed over the year. My, my coffee preferences has changed over Don't the years. That. But currently, right now, I like to do a pour over drip coffee. Ooh. And I like to do a little bit of oat milk. Not a lot. Just a little bit. And then a little bit of brown sugar. Ooh. Or maple syrup. Or maple syrup. Ooh. If I'm trying to get real fancy. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah, I, that's my that's my go-to right now. We're coffee people. When oh, I think of Josh, I think of black coffee. Yeah, I think of coffee when but I think like of you as well. Two heaping spoonfuls of sugar, and the taste of it takes me to Hawaii and <laughs> inside of a tent somewhere. Yeah. That's just like, well, I think I would always be content drinking that for the rest of my life if we had to. Right. Yeah, it's still good, but sometimes it's nice to put a little, put a little milk in there. Mm-hmm. But That's yeah, that was, that was like a post, post army, uh, roughing it coffee, camping coffee. How do you take your weed? Ooh, I mean, like preferences. I definitely, you, you definitely got me on to the, uh, the, the smoking joints. <laughs> We'd be the, doing uh, that. the way to go. I mean, it definitely tastes the best, um, until you get to the end, mm-hmm. but, um, now I'm kind of like, I'm not as heavy a hitter as I used to be with the, with the weed. So like um, smoke a quarter of a bowl and be lit. Like the tiniest, <laughs> like the, t- the tiniest, like, I mean, even this joint I just lit earlier, I took like one puff and I'm How like, How do ah. you smoke one sixth of a bowl in a perfect sliver? You Capricorn <laughs> army man, you. He had, like if you took, if you looked it's at like, a bowl and looked at it like a pizza, Josh smokes a slice. Perfectly. Perfect slice. He gets like the point of the flame to just like perfectly hit it. It's kind of like you have to like put the flame not over the bowl, but like in the neck. corner. You, it like kind of sneaks up on the side of the yes. bowl. And then just like the very tip of the flame you will, will like get pulled in. <laughs> perfect geometry in a bowl in our house. I, I, I like to try to make like, it's kind of like latte art, but it's like bowl smoking art. I'm into it. So he, like sometimes. This is something really cool about Josh. <laughs> I've been, for sure. I've been trying to, uh, trying to get down the, uh, the yin and yang symbol. So like you smoke it. Are so you that serious? I, <laughs> it's happened a couple of times where I was oh like. Oh my God. Not intentionally, but it's it just happened. You need a bigger, wider bowl, which we have, but we don't want to, sm- you get really high. I don't need to smoke art. that much weed. <laughs> yeah, but I see you. He also always clears the pipe and it's empty if he smokes all of it. It's like if he smokes it, it's just poop, he empties it. So there's always either weed geometry pipes or empty pipes on the table. I mean, but unless I've been there. Honestly, <laughs> I, I think I like both of those options. They're the two best ones. I, <laughs> and he knows when I've been smoking it because he has to clear it. Yeah, I'm the same. I feel like I, I will leave the bowl like with the little poop at the end and, and then I'll I'm just, I'm just a pain in the ass. Like, and then I'll just leave it. And then Justin's like, okay, well you got to clear it. And I'm like, but I don't want to. Josh is regularly like, will you smoke this? No, you're pretty good. You're pretty good about it. I try. This is the hardest I've ever tried. Cause I, it's like, I never rinse out my coffee cup when I'm done drinking it. Josh always rinses it out. It's just like a personality trait, but I'm trying. 
I see you. I, <laughs> I see, see you. We see each other. <laughs> I see you trying. <laughs> the yin to my yang. I appreciate it. Wow. My yin yang twin. <laughs> uh oh. Hey, little mama, let me spin you. That's an ASMR that's song, okay. dude. I if there's you. a song, that's my favorite song. That's yes, the one. looks soft. <laughs> That's my favorite line. That song makes me think of our friend Lydia. Oh, man. Yes. So, I love it. I have it. a feeling we're going to be listening to Ying Yang Twins a lot um, with the month of your birth. <laughs> Not only do I turn 30, but I am catering our friend's bachelorette party. 11 people. We're so excited. We'll do a whole different episode on it. It's going to be great. I have some sneaky things in Ooh. store for you ladies. I have some giant dicks in store for you ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Next question. We love a big dick. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> anyway, Josh, so, I'm just kidding. So, um, you are a tattooed man. This you is true. many. I can see some. Can you tell me us, um, about any of your favorites, or do you have a particular favorite? Mm. I got a couple favorites. Okay, Looks couple around favorites. his body. No, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta remind myself. Sometimes you forget. So relatable. I love it. It has been a long time since I've gotten tattooed, so I'm kind of like. You should tell us your favorite and the last tattoo you got, because I don't even remember. <laughs> well, those might be the same, actually. Oh. Get it. So we'll go Perfect. with that one. So the last tattoo I got was shit. I don't even remember. Do you remember what year that was? I don't know what. Ta- I don't know. The, which one. Oh, the that B. was in New York, 2017. Okay. Kelly Sorry, is. <laughs> she is like a date book. Yeah. She'll know any date time. She got the photographic. Yeah. It's wild. Calendar May 14th, memory. 2017. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> Green point tattoo. Yeah. She knows. She knows. In Brooklyn. <laughs> okay. Fuck. You want to finish the story? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, you asked me the date. I blew it. <laughs> I'm trying to stay in my lane. So, my favorite tattoo, also my last tattoo, was there uh, is a bee on my hand. It's a honeybee. Um, it's really beautiful, too. Thank I love you. it. I, it's. It's definitely my favorite. It's cool. <laughs> um, but we were actually in uh, New York for my sister's college graduation. And uh, Kelly and I and my other sister, we had gone out um, to go check out the town. And so we ended up in Brooklyn and found a really cool tattoo shop and went in. And it was actually my sister's first time getting tattooed which was pretty special. That's really cool. So it was cool. So I got, I got the B and then I also got a um, little triangle behind my ear for the earth symbol. Um, because you're so grounded. Because I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> and so my sister got the air symbol, which is her symbol. Oh. Not in the same spot, but they're, so they're kind of like matching tattoos. I love that. But and their unique. birthday's only three days apart. Her birthday's tomorrow. Manana. Oh. Oh. Yeah, so I'm actually Capricorn right on the cusp, and she's Aquarius right on the cusp, but we're only three days apart, wow. so it's kind of... No wonder you guys are so similar. <laughs> it yeah. makes so much sense. I, too, got a tattoo. She did. What did you get that day? <laughs> did I get the triple goddess? Uh, yeah. On that trip? Okay. Yeah, on the back. Yeah. Um, the, the moons. 
What? That's yeah. the one you... Wow. So I have a triple <laughs> goddess, which is like when you see a moon and then there's like a crescent slice, like a watermelon rind on either side of the moon. And oh. it's um, it's a lot of symbols. It can be a pagan or Wiccan symbol. It can be just the goddamn moon and the phases of it. But it represents um, the young maiden, the mother, and then the crone. So like just the three stages of life. And I very much so love it for the wiccan vibe of it, but also my mom and me and my grandma. I just always totally. think of the triple goddess and like, oh my God, put the three of us together and you, you will never unsee. <laughs> so, um, and I remember being so relaxed. I think the owner tattooed me. Yeah, it was cool. We kind of all like, there was like people were, I mean, there was already people getting tattooed, but there was, I don't know, we kind of went in and we didn't have to wait very long. And then there was a San Diego artist. Oh yeah doing a guest spot for only a week no way in the shop how serendipitous i know <laughs> it was like meant to be that you guys yeah, were there totally i really like that a lot <clears throat> i almost wasn't able to pay for our tattoos and we almost had a problem but we figured it out <laughs> it what happened out. it worked out <laughs> i just didn't have like you know like $600 of cash on me. And when we went there, you fill out a form and I checked that I'm paying with a credit card and a card, or, you know, a, not cash. And they had options to pick from, but they never said they don't take cards. So they have boxes you check at the very top of the paper. Like, how are you paying today? And then after we're all done getting tattooed, they're like, okay, here you go. And I hand on my card. They're like, we're cash only. And we were like, I don't know where a bank is. Like, we're not from here. No. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a little, we figured hmm. it out, but I had to like, I was like on the phone with my bank in the middle of Brooklyn, like, fuck, are we about to call your dad to pay for our <laughs> tattoos? Because he was not lit on the whole thing. No. We not like so much. broke his heart. That you all got tattooed. Yeah, because he well, thought we all just left for just a minute to go prance around. We come back tattooed. We maimed his daughter. I know. <laughs> yeah, I think he had already gotten over the fact that like I had tattoos and like had a lot of tattoos, but I think he like looks at my arm. He's like, "Why'd you get that?" <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Oh no, just pure disappointment." <laughs> I think that's just like a typical parent, our yeah. parents' generation thing. My mom says the same thing about my tattoos. And then I asked my dad if he wanted to get a tattoo with me. And he's like, gung-ho about it. All about it. He's so excited. We, I mean, because of the pandemic and stuff, we still haven't been able to do it because we want to get them together. It'll, he'll be, For sure. He's 62 and it'll be his very first tattoo. That's pretty awesome. So um, we want to do it together. And we're getting very similar mm. things. But I'm... Um, so... The Sicilian symbol is called a trinachia. Um, I think I've told you this before, perhaps. Yeah. And it's uh, Medusa head, and her hair's wrapped. It's okay. <laughs> um, her hair's, like, wrapped up, but I want mine to have her hair not wrapped up. But oh. traditionally it is, and there's wings behind her, and then there's three legs coming out of her. She doesn't have a body, so it's like a head with three legs. Um, it's supposed to symbolize the Trinity, the shape of Sicily, um, and those are like the three main ports of um, Sicily for fishing. Oh, okay. So it's supposed to like represent kind of a, a few things within like our religion, our culture, and things like that. And my dad wants like a super traditional style and I want like a really <laughs> modern version. So well, that'll um, still be really cool. Yeah, I'm really stoked about it, but it's just we can't be together and I want to be there with him because yeah. it's gonna be a bigger tattoo and I think Joe's gonna want somebody to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, and it's like such a cool thing that you're doing it together. So 
Maybe maybe twenty twenty one's the year. Yeah, I hope so, man. We're freaking fingers crossing. All the crosses. I love that. All the crosses. Burnt fingers and toes. What the next question be? I want to talk about small businesses. Let's talk about small businesses. <laughs> Will you like tell me about you know? I try not to always use the word small businesses because I don't want to confine confine anyone to smallness. You know, not at all. local businesses. Yeah. Not corporate businesses. That's, that's what we mean. Every interview episode that we do, we have the guest choose our small business feature of the episode. Whoever you want to talk about, it can be an artist, it can be a business, and tell us why you love them. All right. Well, this one's kind of hard because it's, I feel like living in San Diego, especially right now with everything going on, it's like, I feel like there's so many small businesses to choose from. Totally. That are awesome, you know, um, or non-corporate businesses. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of tough to pick one, but I decided to go with uh, Lost Cause Meadery. Ooh, tell so me. They're a local, local meadery. And, and before I go any further, I guess I'll just clarify. I'm saying mead with a Word D. Word of the day, babe. Tell us more. M-E-A-D. Tell us about mead. <laughs> Not meat. <laughs> most, uh, of the time when I, <laughs> most of the time when I say meadery or mead, people are like, what? Meat? <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Nay, nay. Can you explain to <laughs> our two listeners what mead is? <laughs> of please? course, yeah. Um, so mead is a essentially it's honey wine. So it's an alcoholic adult beverage. Um, it's actually one of the oldest known alcoholic beverages. Like wow, that's dating cool. back to like ancient Egypt. Wow. Um, and so it's been around for. <clears throat> Many, many moons. (laughs) Um, I didn't know that. That's really cool. But it's, you know, just not quite as popular. Um, Or it should be because it's delicious. (sighs) It's getting more popular for sure. We just got, well, I don't want to say just, but I'd say within the past like couple of months, we have a meadery at the farmer's market that I do. Oh, right on. And I traded, this is... Like, so farmer's market, I love it. We, I traded sauce for a couple bottles of mead. Oh, and yeah. um, we tried it recently because I gave it to Justin for Christmas. And it's good. Yeah, I was going to. Oh, my God. It's very sweet. Okay. But it was still very good. Right on. Why do you like Lost Cause? Lost Cause, um, just their, the meads that they come out with are just really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have all kinds mm-hmm. of different flavors and... Um, I know they've won quite a few awards. There's kind of like, you know how they have like the, the cannabis cup and oh, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So they have, uh, I think it's called the Mazers cup that's or something cool. like that. Um, so they have like a mead competition that's like worldwide. Oh, wow. Um, and I know Lost Causes actually won, has like actually placed in a lot of, uh, different, um, sections within that that's competition. Cool. Is this um, the meadery that you guys like that's on Park Boulevard? <clears throat> No, so their first location uh, that they opened up was in is in Mir Mesa, uh-huh. um, oh, okay. kind of in like the industrial yep. 
area. Mm-hmm. Um, and there actually, you had mentioned uh, like a couple weeks ago, Serpentine. Yes. Um, cidery. Yes. So that location for Lost Cause, they share that with oh, Serpentine. Oh, okay. I uh, really like Serpentine or um, Teen. Um, I really like their ciders. Yeah. They're so good. Um, but then they just, so Lost Cause just, I think this past year, um, or last year, I guess I should say, um, opened up a second location in Bay Park. Mm, really? Um, Where? Yeah, right next to, do you know Deft Brewery? That's another local brewery. Um, Where in Bay Park? Like what? It's kind of, it's kind of almost like right right next to like old town it's like kind of in between oh, like the, okay the, that little nook that yep. the freeways meet there's mm-hmm. kind of like another industrial type area kind yeah. of by like um tio leo's yep. um, but like on the other side of oh okay Morena. kind of uh by homebrew mart kind of um I, i'm not sure which which like the other point. ones oh, okay homebrew yeah yeah, yeah kind of yeah kind it's of like down the street from there gotcha okay i'm I'm, yeah, that's putting it all together. The, the beer hole of San Diego. Right? <laughs> totally. There's <laughs> yeah. Poseidon projects over there. Coronado okay. Brewing. Coronado. Yeah, that's Carl true. Strauss is not too far from there. So no. is Anheuser Busch. Yeah. It literally is the epicenter of beer. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great, great location. That's so. cool. I are they open right now? I believe so. I know that's kind of been like they've been going through that sort of like back and forth mm-hmm. that a lot of. Um, businesses have been having to do, but I know they're still like making mead and I know they're still, I think they're doing like pickup so you can like order cool. it or like, you know, like call in we and you can do like right curbside pickup. Yeah. yeah. Might have to. I got <laughs> Josh's holiday gift last year from there and their bottles are beautiful. You feel like a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> I love one of them. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. Yeah. They go, they, they put a lot of effort into like their like flavor profiles and like um, their labels, like, um, I really like that. So it's it's kind of it's cool. It's definitely they definitely take it as like an art form versus just like mass production. I love that so try much. Try to pump out as much product. And everyone that works there is really knowledgeable and nice, and they likely made the mead and are the ones telling you about it. Totally. So I find that really cool. Like there's definitely. Um, uh, I wonder if it's a married couple that owns it or that works there. Um, but every time, yeah, they're, they're the owners. Fangirling over them. Very <laughs> lovely people. Yeah, really cool calm. and down to earth. Mm-hmm. And, That's cool. Um, Josh, I do have a fond memory of you making strawberry mead and how wiggin' delicious <laughs> it was. Like, I can Thank actually you. still remember how it tasted. That's how good it was. Josh makes really fucking good mead. It's been it's been some time since I made a batch, but I, I, I should get back on that. Yeah. I should make a batch, dude. Like, I know a honey guy. Oh, I got know, a guy. You got you got a guy. You know I, a guy. I do. <laughs> I do. I know a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> what kind of weed you roll up for us? It's called mimosa. Mmm. And I Speaking really of. really like um, this batch. Uh, it says on so it's from Outco. It's their um, indoor flower, and it was just packaged four days ago. Oh, she fresh as hail. Oh. I have a random great housekeeping from this episode. I got a question, but I was I, w- I was listening intently and I wrote it down. So when you had this end of the year party at your parents' house age, did people jump in the pool together clothed? No, it was just a pool party. <laughs> I... 
I'm having visions of maybe something I want for the future. But like when we have a pool or a lake and everyone like stands around and you have dinner and you like hang out and then it's like, okay, it's the end of the year. You've got to like baptize yourself. And we, you all jump in at the same time and you're all just like hanging out in the pool, to, like standing in the pool. I love that. Just, yeah, in your clothes, just 45 people. That was definitely like the year, like that was like the time of life where you could push somebody in the pool in their full clothes and it wouldn't be an issue because their cell phone wasn't in their pocket. Right. Like now it's like a fucked up thing to do. But before that, like that was like a thing. Like so you just cost would, me $800. Thanks. Yeah. Like, cool. Now I need Queen a new computer opinion. Pushing someone in the pool is never cool. It's never cool. It's but never it was definitely cool. like a thing. I hate pranks. Oh, I'm a, I'm a prankster. <laughs> I'm, I'm a also prank. a prankster. I do a lot of like weird pranky things. It's funny that I love Coco Pelli, who's like the king of, of uh, the god of this. Uh, trickery. Trickery. And I, I hate a joke. <laughs> you don't like Hocus Pocus? <coughs> Never seen it. <laughs> <coughs> Never. Give me. <laughs> Maybe I'll uh, take a look at the next question. Ooh, what was your first job? Like on the books, not like babysitting next door or watching our siblings or um, those kinds of things. Under the table. So first job, going going back in time again in 2005. Damn. When we all met each other. What a year. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of first going on that year. Um, so my first job was at a restaurant, uh, called Cafe One Three. It's oh, no I longer that you worked there. It wow. was on, it was on Park Boulevard yes. and it was like down the street from where my mom lived. It's close to my dad's house too. But, um, so my mom's <laughs> neighbor was the, like when they first were opening up, he was like the head chef. He was a really cool guy, really nice, and um, he, I don't know how it came about, if my mom asked him or what, but um, he ended up asking me if I wanted a job there. Cool. They're really small, you know, really small location, um, had like a small open kitchen, so you could see everything going I on. I love that. Um, so I actually started as a dishwasher. <laughs> as um, one does. Which I loved it. It was great. I was like 15, um, just went in there washed all the dishes, got to play whatever music I wanted. Um, usually was very high. Um, <laughs> and I was just like loving it. Um, and so I did that for a little while and then I kind of moved up, uh, in that restaurant. So I went from like dishwasher to, um, prep cook. So they started teaching me all about, you know, like, mm -hmm how to use a knife, <laughs> how to like, yep. you know, prepare everything for the chef, um, which was really cool. Um, and then ended up doing like some f like food runner. Like I was still too young to be a waiter because mm. they served so alcohol. Like expo for a little yeah. Bit. So I'd like basically like, you know, food run and then, um, cleaning up and then still doing some stuff in the kitchen. Um, but yeah, it was good, good learning experience for me. I loved it. Um, I think that's the type of job that all teenagers should have. For sure. Yeah. Um, you learn communication skills, you learn how to multitask, you learn how to make your own fucking food. Like you said, like you learn how to use a knife properly and yeah. how to like not cut yourself. Totally. You see how to like clean up after like there's just so many things 
working in a restaurant does for a human being. I yeah. meant advocate. <laughs> I have a story, Keller. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, so I didn't know, Josh, or I've ever been to this place. I'm telling a story that you told me, Kelly, story Keller time. <laughs> uh, when you talk about this first job, I always think of it as the time of your life where you survived not getting killed by a serial killer. What? <laughs> Isn't that really dramatic? A little. Oh. One time. <laughs> so there was yeah, like, I'm just going to call it like a waiter that worked there that was... <sighs> Oh, questionable. And Josh is like, just skipping on his merry way, like going to go stop at his house after work. And they just like kind of hang out and then like kind of leave. And it's just like chilling, whatever. And they're just like friends. And it's kind of weird. But Josh is a nice, great guy that gets along with everyone. But like, really, that guy was like a fucking serial killer, psycho. <laughs> and like, he was like, I'm going to let you go. Like, I'm not going to kill you. I lured you into my den, but... You're a good one. I'm sorry, Kelly. I'm gonna me. I'm gonna need a little bit more information. We're gonna have to fill in the gaps. I'm here. gonna need some gap gapage closed up. Well, that's story Keller for you. That's just the energy I remember when Josh is telling me this just like lighthearted story about this like kind of weird coworker. And but really, is he a convicted killer? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, he may be. Kelly? I don't know. I didn't do like a background check on him, oh but <laughs> no, he was like, he so, so he's the guy who like basically took over the dishwashing job. Like, once they moved me up to the kitchen, they hired this guy to be the dishwasher. Okay. And he was older, older than a, like I was a teenager, and he's probably in his 20s or something. Um, but he was just an interesting guy. He had like Kelly's crazy face hair. right now. I wish you guys could <laughs> yeah, see. Josh is just like so nice and cute. I think of his like 15 year old cute ass self. Just like, he was a cool, weird guy. We had great conversations. Like, can you see, can't you see it? <laughs> but then, really, this guy. <laughs> He he was just he was a really interesting character. He like said he like lived with these like gypsies in oh boy. New Jersey. Like on the <laughs> and they like traveled around the East Coast and like he was like definitely like a burning man type vibe. Like he was like he like did like fire spinning and like I respect um, his privacy, but he definitely changed his name to like California Quail Rising. That's <laughs> what I'm gonna call it. Yeah, it was a it was a crazy <laughs> And that's was his name. Like legally changed California it. quail rising. <laughs> was so he probably just like one of those drum circle OB people? Probably. But like from the East Coast and I'm like just like I think he's up to no good. <laughs> I think I think he considered you being one of his next victims of fifty and he decided to let you go because you were a good one. Well, I got lucky then. I really wow. think, I really think that. <laughs> Like, wow, Josh nearly escaped death. <laughs> you know that show, Surviving Death? Surviving Death. <laughs> you had no idea? The next episode. He was probably dead the whole time. I feel like I'm in the middle of an episode of Dexter right now. <laughs> <laughs> it close. just goes to show the lens in which I look through. <laughs> Story Keller. It's just a good one. It's a good one. Pure horror in her mind. It's just a fucking... Makes it more interesting. I love it. Well, it's like, you know when you... Got a friend who's just blissfully walking by, just not even like naive, just like sees good in the world, skipping on by. And there's someone sitting there that might be about to like be a psycho. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, hey man, like have a good day. And that person's like, yeah, have a good day. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, yeah. And then they just, you go right on by. But little did you know, like the other half of the world was dark. And like that person just, that was a, a yeah, it was like a defining moment of like, 
It could have gone one of two ways. Hey, a smile and a wave can go a long way. You never know. Because you you attract more flies with honey. (laughs) Full circle, (laughs) y'all. No, because then you can make mead. You see? You see where I'm going here? Making those connections. Smile. Like honey to make mead with it. They'll have smiley mead. <laughs> wow, what a great name for this mead company. <laughs> smiley mead. Let <laughs> me get some smiley mead. That's that mimosa coming out. Uh oh. <laughs> it tastes very earthy. I feel like I'm smoking moss. It's moss. not a bad thing. It's I'm not against that. It's just my description. That grandfather moss grows mm. on the, the yeah. big trees. I'm in yeah. the Pacific Northwest right now. Yeah. I like it. Josh, we have one last question for you. Oh, okay. It's kind of a big deal. Uh Uh-oh. If you were a bird, what kind of bird would you be? Dang. Did you know that this question was going to happen? No. Yes. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Josh doesn't listen to the podcast. (laughs) It's okay. Neither does Justin. Don't feel bad. I'm trying to humor you. Don't feel bad. I've thought about I've thought about my bird question many times before. Mm. I knew I knew it was on the list. Mm. Mm. I feel like I feel like I like naturally think about this often. <laughs> like I just wish <laughs> I just wish I was a bird. A Maybe I was a bird in a past life. I don't Ooh. know. I but have dreamt so of Josh with wings before. That's the only person that I've ever had that happen. Wow. What kind of wings did I have? They were feathered wings, and they were dark on the outside, but then inside they were effervescent. Like that's not the right word, but you know, like those galactic iridescent. Drive. Iridescent. There we go. Like <laughs> red and blue and like green. Like an abalone shell. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh. You were really, really tall, and I like went in your wing, and I felt like I was sitting in like a retro '70s booth of feathers. Wow. <laughs> I could draw it. I can close my eyes and. That be sounds right beautiful. There. I remember this dream. Yeah. It was. Um, you were like a condor sized. Mm. Um, Massive wings. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like a three foot feather. <laughs> well, to wow. answer the question, I feel like I would have to go with an owl. Ooh. There, there's so many. I, so, I have so many favorite birds. I love quails, by the way. I'm glad you guys introduced <laughs> me as the California quail <laughs> in the <laughs> so very beginning. <laughs> um, Why do you choose the owl? I feel like. Because I'm such a night person, mm. and I know that's like cliche, like night owl, mm-hmm. you know. But um, <laughs> but owls, owls are just I don't know. They're magical. They don't. They're they kind. Of, they're different than all the other birds. Like I love eagles and like um, turkeys, um, ostriches. Ooh. Like birds are just they're they're magical. They're very interesting creatures. But I, but I feel like owls are like owls are on another level. You know, they're like on that kind of like almost like that paranormal level. Yeah, they're a little spooky too. You like you know they're around but you never really see them because you can hear them. Yeah, you always hear them and rarely see them. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't really see them in flight too often. That's because most people are asleep when it's dark. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. everyone else goes to bed and you don't have your eyes on the stars anymore. But Josh always does. So Josh always sees shooting stars and owls and stuff and it's because he's outside. <laughs> in silence looking in the sky at night late at night often like two o'clock in the morning yes so <laughs> I, I feel like the owls like really respect you and like want to see you and like they also like check you out yeah there was yeah there was that one time to them. that's so cool like a month ago i was out in the desert um and i was outside <laughs> 
And uh, this big ass owl just like flew right up and like kind of landed on the the roof of the house. What? But it kind of like landed and then like I, it kind of scared me. And then I think I kind of scared it a little bit because I moved so quick. And so it kind of just like fluttered for a second, didn't know what to do. And then it took off. Hmm. But I was just like, wow. You, like, how you close do you it, think you were from it? Like. 25 feet oh maybe. wow you like were pretty was, close was super close like it was a it was a big old owl wow big old desert owl. <laughs> that's really neat but it was just like wow that's special <laughs> that is really special i went when i used to live over um growing up like by uh cow's mountain mm. we used to get owls uh oh, like in sure. our trees and stuff a lot and yeah. bats and stuff but um the further you come like closer to the city or like away from nature, yeah. you don't really see those like mystical type bird guys. You gotta, mm. you gotta be in the canyons. Yeah. Wow. Age. Mm. Did you need any botanical help? Okay. Yeah. Kinda. Oh, talking plants. Okay. Yes. Okay. So my fiddle leaf mm. grew a new feather. Okay. <laughs> leaf. And then it died. The new leaf died. Oh, the new leaf died. It was just, it was it at the top? Yeah. Was it like new growth on the top? Yeah. And now she's a crumpled guy. What the heck happened? I don't know. I don't know if it's not getting I tried because you've told me before, don't overwater it and like yeah. kind of forget about it. So I've kind of forgotten about it and I gave it like two weeks, no water. Okay. And then gave her just like a little light watering. And then did it have the new growth after the light watering? Like it the light had watered? already had the li- oh, the, okay. the new growth, and now it's like a dead leaf. But like it doesn't have root rot. Like it may have not been enough water. Interesting. Typically, I feel like most plants I know, probably a lot of people hear this, but it's like that's like the thing about plants is like it's always either not enough water or too, too much, much water typically yeah. are like the main culprits of so it's kind of like this you have to find this like balancing act between not overwatering it and then making sure you're still giving it enough so um, should i be giving it like a bigger shower rather than like a small drizzle of water yeah there's i mean different people have kind of different techniques mm-hmm. that all seem to work but for me the way i like to do it is to like let it dry out like quite a bit yeah um not like all the way not like bone dry but like usually like the top two inches of the soil are like dry dry um and then give it like a nice like a really good deep soak okay so outside outside. yeah it's draining (laughs) out so much water out the bottom okay like for real soak it like flood it Okay. That's how I like to do it. Um, okay. But you, again, with that, you still have to be careful not to like overly. You, yeah, mm-hmm. like if you're gonna like let it dry out quite a bit and then drench it, and okay. then you gotta bring it in the morning too because that bitch gets sunburned. Yeah, yeah, and it's in like a Unless it's in the hallway in. right now, so it's like gets sunlight when I leave the door open. Okay, so it gets like a well, little. It should, it, a little bit of light should be fun. Okay, I've seen them. Those guys outside will get like turned into like massive trees they get huge oh i'm gonna show you a fiddle leaf right <laughs> by the high dive that'll blow your fucking mind so yeah they okay. will survive like outside in full sun holy yeah they guacamole. get big it's a ficus so most yeah. most like varieties of ficus will get 
quite large. <laughs> Boy, that's like my main question uh, because I think my fiddle leaf is the only plant that I have that's just struggling to stay alive. I feel like our house is full of windows and it's super dark. Mm-hmm. Like it it gets weird light. Like well, all the curtains are closed in here, but this room <laughs> is probably the only room that's bright and it's because the entire room is made of windows. Right. Other than that like which is it's pretty very rad. dark here. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very dark, very, very gloom. Well, they like, they like, they do well in, in low light here. So, yeah, um, we're a low light oh. home. Oh, <laughs> wow. Whoa. Kelly's getting naked. Getting wild. <laughs> wow. My shirt just fell off. <laughs> getting wet and wild. I'm so excited to talk about. Oh my God. Um, I have a word of the day for us. Ooh. It's an invented word. I jotted it down. We discussed it. Josh is going to define for us vomcom. I'm going to spell oh, for you. God. V-O-M. C-O-M. I think I already know what it is. I, I mean, context clues would lead you to what a vomcom is. And I'm pretty sure I coined this term, so... He did. <laughs> coming from me. <laughs> so obviously everyone knows what a rom-com is. Or maybe yes. not everyone, but most people know. A romantic comedy. Thank you. Film. <laughs> Which typically tend to be pretty cheesy. Extremely. So I don't even know how this came up. Like, what were, we were watching something and I was... Or we, you were talking about something and I don't know stoner thoughts, but I just thought about vomcom, which is obviously like a rom-com so bad that it makes you want to vomit. I kind of love that term. <laughs> <laughs> definitely should be called a vomcom. They should create a whole genre of movie as a vomcom. They just change rom-com to vomcom. Yeah. Oh, but <laughs> And we all know that movie. But there's some good ones. I like Loki. love a rom-com. I love The Holiday. Me too. I love Fifty First Dates. I don't. There's there's some okay ones. I love There's some okay. I can get behind some of them. I think I've seen Fifty First Dates 50 times. I'm like Hall- <laughs> I'm Halle Berry. I'm like Drew Barrymore. I got my berries smooshed together. <laughs> I'm like waking berries. up every day needing to watch it again. Yeah. I think the only thing, there's like this one thing about like TV shows and movies, like um, the Russian doll that came out on Netflix I don't know if you saw it. It's called, I think it's called Russian Doll. Yeah. And she's reliving. It's got the, the ginger gal from Orange is the New Black. Yeah. You'd know who she was. She's like really big in, she was in like American Pie and like okay. um, a lot of like early 2000s, late 90s movies. I forget her name. Um, but I don't like when TVs and TV shows and movies repeat the same thing over and over and over again. And that entire show is her reliving the same day, the entire season, like, is just the same episode, uh, okay. slightly tweaked. <laughs> and I don't like when, like, shows do that. I don't like when movies do that. It it really bothers me. And Kills I, it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. And Fifty First Dates is that, and it drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> like, I'm just like, just get to the point! <laughs> so you probably hate the movie Groundhog Day, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, nah, dog. Like, that's a hard no for me, dog. Like, so not gonna happen. I, I'm sure that has a phobia name, like sinister phobias, the fear of turning left, yeah. anything left. Mine's affiliated. Groundhog Day phobia. <laughs> <laughs> great housekeeping. I'll get back to you. We have many a great housekeeping. Jot that down. <laughs> jot it. Wait, I'll jot it down. Um, Josh, do you have anything else you want to tell the listener? 
of our show. <laughs> <laughs> we're, down to, we're, we're down to one listener now. <laughs> what do you want to tell Kendra? <laughs> hey, What's Kendra? Up, Kendra. Actually, I was going to say that this will be our most popular episode because you're on it. Oh, like, thank you. I guarantee you. Like, the People are only friends with us just to get to you. No. Oh, if I post a selfie, I mean like 48 likes. Picture of Josh, 108, 109, 110. We're being a little dramatic here. <laughs> I have statistical facts, and I love it about you. Like that's like. Well, I appreciate that. Josh gives off this like he's beautiful magical. energy, and he's just like so welcoming and kind, and just like always been a good person. So I just think that that radiates like beyond you, and even serial killers love Josh. <laughs> Literally, the serial killer axe murderer Dexter like loves you so much he won't even kill you, and yeah. like if you were anybody else, you'd be gone. So it's like the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> thank you so much. And with that, corn is gonna end this episode. <laughs> I'm just let's, kidding. Let's do it. <laughs> um. I did want to say, this is very, like, random okay. and not about you or you, but I just want to put it out there because uh, I kind of love that the show is being, like, taking place in the middle of a pandemic because I feel like every episode we kind of, like, update ourselves on, like, what's going on in the pandemic. And um, right now, like, I feel the like health industry such as like gyms and yoga studios and the restaurant industry are struggling, struggling the most. Yeah. Um, and my mom just told me recently that over 40,000 gyms and yoga studios have closed over the country permanently, Dang. like permanently never coming back, no recovering and over a hundred thousand restaurants have closed permanently as well. And, um, us. That's our two industries, right and there. and that's and that's why I'm like touching on it is because it's our two industries. We are both so passionate, but uh, passionate about both of these things. Like I'm also passionate about the health industry and like the yoga industry. I've been a practicer for fucking ten plus years, and um, seeing that really hurts my heart. And I've heard a lot of shit talking happening within the food industry. Um, chefs and people in the industry alike are talking shit about restaurants that are opening right now. And I feel like we have no place to judge at this point. I'm seeing a lot of restaurants opening. I drove home off Marina Boulevard and I saw a restaurant at full capacity over yeah. the weekend, like literally full capacity. And just... I can't even judge at this point because we have no place to even speak for them and tell them what they can and can't do. And I understand like where we are and this pandemic is very real. It's affecting everybody. But at the same time, the overhead that these poor businesses have to. I can just sense that them being open isn't out of greed. Let's put it that, that way. Thank you They're, for saying that. Desperation. It's literally survival. Mm -hmm. So, um, there's or people a, just not giving a fuck either. Yeah, like, it's like a mix of both. And I like, we all understand the reper repercussions of what that can mean for a pandemic. But mm -hmm. also like, when they said what is an essential business, every business is an essential business. Yep. I just like kind of want to put that out there. Like, yes. however you choose to make a living to live in this world where you have to have a job to live. Every business is essential. That's so, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Have this like, <laughs> glorification of essential jobs and then <clears throat> 
fucking pissing and shitting all over artists and musicians and comedians and just all the people affected. Which is already hard enough as it is. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) In a regular, normal life or normal world, it it was already difficult, so. Absolutely. I think I just wanted to kind of, like, bring that to light and just, like, chat about it for a hot second just because I just, it, it hurts to see people talking shit when, like, they're, when the ones that are, like, not saying nice things are doing okay and able to pay their bills and, you know, like Kelly said, like, they're doing this out of desperation. It's not out of greed. It's not because they know they're going to make money. They're literally trying to pay the, like, six employees they have out of maybe the 30 or 40 they did have. Yeah, and those employees really need money because they likely didn't qualify for unemployment. Like, I totally under, I completely understand where they're coming from, and I do feel, like... Um, like mind your damn business <laughs> I think that's where I'm at and it yeah. sucks because I, then there's that other side of me that's not eating out at restaurants that's at not all. eating out at restaurants and I mm-hmm. I mean I'll go out and get something to go right. and yeah. um, I've done it a couple of times during quarantine I would say perhaps once a month for sure um, and it's only places that I super trust and it's because I'm in the food industry. You should not have leftovers. You should not have, like, if especially if your restaurant's only open, like, for a limited amount of time, you know, half the amount of hours a week, half the amount of days a week. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how long that food's been sitting in your fridge. I think there's one more thing to mention, actually, that just came to light, too, is that some businesses, I think the big problem is some businesses are allowed to be sneaky open and some aren't. Yeah. So that's also, I think, where a lot of the upset comes from. Like, you could get mad at the business that's open, but also, like, there are some businesses that just get a pass Mm -hmm. and they've been open and then there's other ones that have gotten fines, have been crucified, have Mm -hmm. um, cops that patrol there every single morning making sure that there aren't people in the establishment. But then there are other places, like, ripping and roaring (laughs) and they're open. So there's a lot of energy in it. Like, you have to really unpack it. It's not just irresponsible um, restaurant owners. I 100% agree. I made a comment recently about how um, salon, like hair salons, yeah. barbershops, nail salons, all those places are supposed to be closed. But if you watch the news or if you see any politician, they all are perfectly well-groomed right. and their nails are done. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very... Um, Just got back from their spa day. Yeah, they clear, yeah like it's real. very <laughs> clear that your hair you know, you're 65 and your hair is not gray and um, you don't have the quarantine hair like everyone else does. Everyone's got that growth, that grow out. Um, Everyone looks kind of scruffy right now, you know? We're not looking prim and proper like we should. You know, my my monthly pedicures have gone... Out the wind. (laughs) Gone forever. It's been a scruffy, Uh, scruffy few months. It's it's (laughs) definitely been a scruffy year. So, you know... That's those are the industries that are kind of doing sneaky stuff. They're putting up, you know, they're putting up um, and I'm not calling them out and being like a bitch or anything. I'm just saying like what Kelly was saying, like some of these businesses can just kind of low key be open. Like they're just putting um, stuff in the windows to make it look like they're closed. I think Um, just like one more pandemic thought before it's too hairy, just more like painting a picture of what January 2021 feels like, Mm -hmm. I guess, like as a memory bank. Yeah, that's kind of really it. Is some places that are secret underground open, you're masked the whole time, like an underground salon. Mm -hmm. Um, But then some businesses do not have masks at all. 
like a yoga studio or a restaurant because you're eating. And so I think that's also, it's so hard to scrutinize one, but even compare them mm-hmm. because there are some that are like staying open while behaving the way other businesses are having to, like my doctors got a mask on nine hours a day. Yeah. So like when I think of all the people, like our, my, our mailman is wearing that fucking mask all fucking day. Mm-hmm. So I just think like, I don't know, there's some camaraderie where I just feel um, like I see the businesses that are working so hard. Well, like you said too, it's, it's survival, you know, yeah. it's modern day survival. You know, it's not like we're, cavemen anymore and yeah trying to survive in the woods like this Absolutely. is this is survival in the year 2021 mm-hmm. or and we're almost hitting the know? one year mark we are so close to that one year mark of, know, it's a trip. Yeah. of lockdown which is really wild to think that we've <clears throat> created yeah. this new lifestyle of being indoors all the time like we've how got, quickly that happened yeah. too yeah it was like overnight and we're in that heat of like panic because you're not going to get unemployment forever if you're getting it. Everything runs out. There's not going to be infinite money mm-hmm. going on. And then it's like if you close your business, like, yeah, well, maybe we can blow pos- toxic positivity up your ass and say it'll all work out eventually. But no, closing your business and filing bankruptcy and losing everything you have isn't an easy pill to swallow. Yeah, that's, like, <laughs> that's like a decade <laughs> That's a decade of your life that you're going to now have to recover from. Like the people straight up judging the yeah. businesses open are people that have jobs that weren't affected by the pandemic, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Because if you lost your job from the pandemic, then I guarantee you're not feeling super judgy about people that are able to get work. Totally. Hope not. <laughs> I, I feel like I've been in a situation, like my job has been, I'd say, fairly affected. Kelly, yours more so. And so yours as well, Josh, but, um, I'm still working. Um, and I'm really grateful because I'm technically considered an essential fucking business, which is wild because at the beginning, farmer's markets were not considered essential, even though yeah, those definitely shut the fuck down. And that was like kind of traumatizing because it was, um, because we were so scared about going into grocery stores. Everyone was filled with fear, Cloroxing their groceries, wearing gloves, and they closed the only outdoor source of food and left, Costco open and force people for the first time to shop indoors. Some people never ever shop indoors and yeah, hadn't been to a grocery store, so it was like very ass backwards. Yes. <laughs> totally. Like yeah. So it was now, super confusing but the, they yeah. they have since opened up though, right? Yeah, yeah, we've been open since June. That's great. Yeah. So I work. I'm always working now, which is really nice. And I mean, markets are nowhere near the sim that like the same capacity totally. as they were. I mean, the market that I do on the weekends, normally over 80 vendors, there there's about 40 to 50, depending. So um, a fraction of the vendors are gone, and I'd say more than half of the customers as well. Right. So it's different, you know, yeah. and we're all adapting and changing, which is going to be the theme of 2021 for sure. Oh, yeah. I definitely <laughs> think there's going to be a lot of adaptation in our lives and some morphing. Like we're literally going through a huge change. For sure. I totally. would definitely agree with that. <laughs> which is funny because we're all hitting huge milestone birthdays. I know. 
We are all just about 30. Mm-hmm. Age is um, turning 30 soon. I just got to say, we've been looking forward to having Josh on the show for a while. And he's like Mr. Hard to Get. <laughs> so we were like, you know what? Let's kick off season two with like one of our favorite people to talk to. And we want you to meet Josh. So Well, thanks. thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Did you have and, fun? Oh, yeah. How could I not? Are you high? <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you like the weed? <laughs> I did like the weed. The double dream, I highly recommend. Yay. Um, but yeah, I just want to say it's so cool, like, seeing you guys start this, you know, months and months ago and, like, how it, like, developed from, like, just a concept and your boss lady meetings. <laughs> and uh, Thank you. it's cool to see it, like, actually, one, come to fruition and, like, being on, like you know, like live streaming, um, apps and stuff like that. And, um, and then now being on the show, I know you've seen like the is, whole I've, creation. It's, yeah, it's come true. full circle. Oh, that's cool. Um, Thanks so for seeing us. Yeah. Josh yeah. has to, um, be present for a lot of our boss bitch meetings <laughs> and just general us. friendship and <laughs> <laughs> just general hanging out yeah. I know. so josh also develops our accent when um when we're together it was pretty tame today i it must was, say i don't I know, even think to it be happened honest, once i cannot believe it. to be honest <laughs> i uh, <laughs> i i toned it down for you josh oh only because you're the oldest italian man we know <laughs> <laughs> i just you know i know not everybody's a fan of it <laughs> But everybody's a fan of Josh. Uh, <laughs> and we really wanted you to be the highlight of our day. Well, I really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you, Josh. We love you. Love you, too. That was, <laughs> that was so the California beautiful. quail. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Um, Kelly, do you yeah. want to follow us on Instagram? I sure fucking do. Our do. handle is <laughs> Karma SD Podcast. That's K A R M A S D, as in San Diego Podcast. And we have a website, right? We fucking do. It's <laughs> Karma Tell me about it. It's Karma SD Podcast dot com. And I write like a really great blog every week. You guys. Like it's really worth like Around. Our blog is so litty thitty. <laughs> it's really great. It's off the chain. It's yeah. only Kelly. Like, <laughs> let me let me tell you. It actually has like five years of content on it. Like, you'll be pleasantly surprised clicking around. Yeah, get freaky. Use your mouse. Use your phone. <laughs> Go through there. We actually have a plant nursery section with over 10 plants that Josh and I have cataloged that we um, own in research, and you can read all about it. And if you got questions, Oh, my ask. God. Email us. <laughs> we'll answer. If you want to be a guest on our show, we'll consider it. Email us. For season three, because season two is full. We're pretty much, like, booked. Like, we got it. Like, Good luck. Hey, foot slave, don't forget to email us <laughs> to be our intern. Frick. But Venmo is $500 first. Each. And don't <laughs> don't worry. You're not getting scammed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we going to get, get, get on out of here. We're going to, I don't know if we're going to stop for coffee at Ryan Bros or if we're going to get mead, but we'll let Josh decide. Maybe both. <gasps> <gasps> Those are two different parts of town, but okay. Grab your lighters. I got to go. Ciao. Yeah, my kneecap is a...
that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>